Hi, this is Beth Capici and welcome to the Never Perfect Podcast. I'm a psychologist and I believe that embracing the fact that no aspect of life is perfect actually makes us happier and healthier and motivates us to achieve more. It also helps us become more real and compassionate with ourselves and others. In my counseling office, I deal with a little bit of everything. So in this podcast, you'll also probably be hearing a little bit of everything. Not only professional advice, but also some of my favorite and least favorite personal stories. I'm also going to be interviewing people who are brave enough to share their stories with us. I believe that everyone has a lot to teach and a lot to learn no matter what their background is and in spite of their imperfections. You don't have to be perfect to be inspiring. Excited to be here today to talk about a very relevant topic on body positivity. And I was hoping to get this out before spring break because I had a lot of clients that were very triggered by bathing suit season and it didn't happen, but it's happening today. And I'm super excited. This is my first podcast with a friend who's a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> so Hi. welcome to Erin Rayburn. Thank you. Thanks for being here. I know you've had a very busy week and you're so sweet to shell out or whatever, some time to be here and hey, talk I'm happy. About this. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, I love that you're here because I know you've been moving and all kinds of stuff this yep. week. Um, so the body positivity topic is really triggered around spring break. And I've had so many teenagers. Erin and I both work with a lot of teenagers and adults. Mm -hmm. And just a little bit about Erin. She is a therapist in private practice, and she started an equine therapy group here in Chattanooga, which is amazing. So she does a lot of horse work and horseback instruction and mm -hmm. yep. all that. But she uses that in a therapeutic way to help her clients, which I think is amazing. So, and eating disorders are one of her specialties. Mm -hmm. So she has kindly agreed to come and talk about this with me today. And as always, this is really just the beginning of a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I say that partly to help myself with my perfectionistic tendencies, where I want to cover it all. And Aaron and I were just talking about this, you know, do you go really deep about a few topics or do you cover a whole bunch quickly? And I'm going to try not to be too... Um, overzealous about what we're going to cover. So, um, we'll get started. Um, Aaron, do you want to talk a little bit about some of your favorite approaches or opinions about pot body positivity today or? Yeah. I, first of all, thank you for having me. This is so fun to be with you. Um, we have a lot of fun. We do. <laughs> we never have enough time, but I love it. Yeah. And, um, I think this topic is, um, gosh, everybody faces it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that it's great that we can just sit here and sort of dig in a little bit about our bodies and what our bodies do for us and how to appreciate our bodies, um, love our bodies, no matter shape, size, 
um, what we've been told about our bodies, what we believe about our bodies. Mm. So yeah, we can, there's a lot we can cover here. So this will hopefully be, you know, a great conversation. Um, so I guess when I'm thinking about body image, body positivity, there, there are so many things that I coach my clients, um, on about this topic. Again, treating individuals with eating disorders or disordered eating patterns, mm-hmm. however you want to look at that. Um, I have found over the years, some things that really do help them. So yeah, we can definitely go, you know, point by point and kind of kick that around. Um, so if you, do you want me to jump in with some yeah, love ideas? For you okay. So one of the biggest things that I've seen over the years is that how you feel in your skin is often how you feel about your skin. Mm. So while our culture really encourages us to look at the outside, you know, your weight, your height, your skin color, your eye color, your hair color, what are you wearing? Um, being hyper-focused on the outside really doesn't bring you happiness. Mm. Is it important? For sure. We all want to appear attractive, right? Mm-hmm. But we get to really define what that is for ourselves. Mm. But it does start from the inside. How do you feel in your own body? And there's lots of ways that we could dig into how you feel in your own skin from an emotional perspective, a relational perspective. Um, and then that will just flow out of you. And then mm. that will be expressed through your dress and how you move and what you do. Um, so I'm always encouraging my clients, let's talk about how you're moving your body. What it, and how do you feel in your skin when you're sitting quietly with yourself? What's coming up for you? Mm. Um, noticing your internal world. Um, so yeah, those are just one of, that's one of the first things I focus on with my clients. I love that. It's I'm like sure the, you see that too. Oh yeah. But what a great kind of paradigm to begin to say, you know, how do you feel mm-hmm. about yourself and inside your body and kind of that inner glow of mm-hmm. if you like yourself, it kind of shines out and right. you can't help it. Right. So we often work backwards. We think, okay, like my hair has to be perfect. What's my makeup? But if you don't feel good about you, that stuff will only go so far. Mm. And then we get fixated on that and and it's never enough. Right. So really working on your soul, what's happening on the inside, those wounds that we carry, helping you heal those things, um, or just even feeling good in how you move your body. It's not all about exercising to punish yourself. It's moving your body to feel good in your skin. If you feel good in your skin, that's going to come out of you through your expression. Mm. And of course your dress and how you present yourself. Mm. I think that led us last time we kind of kicked this idea around Mm -hmm. to, um, beauty and the beauty in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Do you remember what you told me about that? Yes. With some of your clients. I love talking about how we all are like works of art and how, you know, different people have different things that they're looking for. They prioritize, but our appeal or our attractiveness to other people is based on so much. It's based on your voice and your mind and your Mm -hmm. sense of humor and the way you walk and not just how you look. Right. And I love the beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Cause when you and I talked about this last time, we talked about art yep. and mm-hmm. you know, I use this with clients a lot. I'll point to the artwork in my office and I'll say, which piece of art do you think is more beautiful? And it depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. And you know, you and I talked a lot about how people demean their type of beauty right? and they really hyper focus on their 
worst qualities instead of really mm-hmm. focusing and appreciating and being thankful for their special features or their strong points. Right. I mean, do you see that a lot where they kind of demean and ignore the parts of themselves they like mm-hmm. and they hyper-focus on the parts they don't like? Sure. I think that's human nature in a lot of ways. We focus on yeah. the negative rather than and what is the the whole saying about like, it takes like seven positive experiences to override like one negative experience. Ooh. It's wow. something like that. But point being is that I think that's true for our, how we experience ourselves too. Mm. We don't focus on gosh, where I was really confident in that situation, or I did really well, or, you know, somebody complimented, um, you know, my legs or my hair and, mm-hmm. and, and focusing on that, we focus on the things that we don't like about ourselves. I think that often can give us a sense of control too. This is something I can fixate on and fix and mm-hmm. help us feel like we're in control of something mm-hmm. rather than just celebrating all the parts of ourself. Yeah, that's good. And I like the word celebrating because one of my favorite things to say is, you know, we need to be really honest with ourselves. We don't lie to ourselves in a good or a bad way. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people who are depressed or anxious or negative on themselves. And mm-hmm. all they talk about is their negatives. Yes. Right. And I'm like, that's a lie because you have all these positives mm-hmm. that you're not talking about. And since we're talking about body positivity and, you know, we, you and I talked about body dysmorphia and how people get kind of hyper-focused on one, one or two areas that they hate and they kind of over, um, exaggerate how bad it is. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, people could celebrate the body they're in and love the body they're in and, you know, really just say, okay, like. I love these aspects. I have these strong points and these strengths. And then I don't like this aspect, but my appearance doesn't define me. Right. And easier said than done in our culture, for sure, because our culture is so heavily focused on outward appearance Mm -hmm. for, you know, consumerism reasons. Right. (laughs) If I can get you to focus on the texture of your hair or the length of your eyelashes or whatever, then you're going to spend more money on those products to True. improve those things. So we're kind of caught. We're a product of our mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. So it's important, I think, to let our clients know that that's the battle that they're they're fighting mm. because then they don't internalize that and just think, well, that what's wrong with me that I'm always focusing on, you know, mm-hmm. my face or whatever. It's, well, that's always put in front of you as a focus. So let's also think about what we are taking in around us. Like how much am I looking at social media? How much am I looking and feeding my body with ideas and images of idealistic beauty instead of focusing on what I think is beautiful or what lifts my spirit. Mm. Again, easier said than done because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's important to be for us as therapists and friends and family members to be talking about these things and bringing the focus back to what's making you happy and what are you celebrating about you mm-hmm. and unattaching, detaching from those cultural messages However, I do think we, I think we talked about this last time as Mm -hmm. well, that we are getting a little better about accepting all different body types, styles. We are starting to celebrate that more. We are expanding our definition of beauty, which I think is impacting us in a positive way. I'm so thankful for that. And, you know, you bring up a great point there because I think as psychologists and therapists, we think of ourselves a bit like how are we brainwashed by our family of origin Hmm. to or programmed or wired, whatever word you want to use 
But then our society also wires us and brainwashes us and all these, um, you'll, you'll know mm-hmm. the word. What is it when you doctor up a photo? Oh, um, <laughs> what, what is that word? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only um, one, but you know what yes. I mean? Like the Photoshop and all the, yes, yes. you know, filters and stuff. Yeah. Yes. yeah. These mm-hmm. supermodels, like, right. These are not unedited photos. Right. 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 And yes. we're brainwashed into thinking, oh, people look this perfect. Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> they do not No, <laughs> yeah. And I love the fact that have you heard people say that if our faces were symmetrical, we would look like different people? No. You've heard this? No. No one's face is symmetrical. Interesting. And if you look into that, like Photoshop or whatever, mm-hmm. where you like just mirror, do the mirror image of half your face, you would look different. Interesting. And that's not beautiful. That's kind of boring to be yes. like that. Right. And I think if you apply that philosophy to your body, it's like, mm-hmm. we love diversity. We love mm-hmm. diverse bodies. And, mm-hmm. you know, and beauty is in the eyes of the beholder and different people have different things that they like. And I think we oftentimes demean our own package of strengths. Like, well, I may have really pretty eyes and really pretty teeth, but I hate my stomach or I hate Mm -hmm. my rear end. You know, Um, you and I were joking about (laughs) our own insecurities. Maybe we should talk about that. Definitely. I mean, and this is something I talk to my clients about too, about it's okay to have body insecurities. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's normal. It's right. And so let's be aware of those things and then choose to dress and accentuate things that we enjoy about ourselves, but then also the things that we're more insecure about. Let's yes. be aware of that and be comfortable yes. in what we're wearing rather than, you know, trying to force ourselves to be, uh, to push ourselves in a way that's not healthy and will only make us not as present Because we're fixating on something that, or a part of us is not fully there because we're just sort of hyper-focusing on, oh my goodness, my, you know, my booty or my, my stomach or what can you do to help yourself feel comfortable in that social situation? And also it is okay to want to improve your body. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think we want to also throw the baby out with the bathwater and say that, oh, if you want to improve your body and you want to focus on, you know, toning up or whatever you that that's wrong. Right. It's okay to work towards those goals, but it's in that balance. Right. Exactly. Is it all about that or is it in balance with other things as well? Which is why I think we talked about this last time with yoga, why we thought yoga was such a positive body positive experience because it really gets you working from the inside out. Yep. There was like a study that you and I talked about that, you know, that yoga has been shown to improve self-esteem more than therapy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was really amazing. You know, I don't know all the reasons we could like speculate about that and that would be fun, but that's a tangent. So I won't go there, but (laughs) I do. I I love that because, you know, just really trying to not let it ruin your time or become an obsession. Right. And that might be a really important point to make is this is kind of a universal part of women, especially not that men can't have this, but I think it is more of an issue for women. Um, but if it's taking a lot of your time or ruining a lot of your experiences, then it's probably a real issue that needs to be kind of dealt with in therapy or something. And I would say that, you know, going back to insecurities around this, that people have those body insecurities for probably a good reason. Mm -hmm. And so that's where like our work as therapists can really come in. If there's trauma held around body parts, negative 
body experiences, sexual experiences. Certainly we've seen that as therapists yeah. that contribute to um, feeling insecure about certain body parts. Um, doing the work around that, doing that deeper healing work can really set people free, Oh yeah, which is why the yoga aspect is so good because I think I'm going to speculate for a minute because I'm mm-hmm. a yogi just like you, <laughs> where when you have that positive experience in your body through like a great, like heated vinyasa class, uh-huh. you develop a new relationship with your body. Mm. It's that positive experience mm-hmm. aspect I'm talking about of like, you have this, you're in touch, you're in tune, you sweat, you, um, you experience your body in a very wonderful way. And often you leave with that sort of high, uh-huh. But guess what? Your body hasn't drastically changed either. So you start to have build these positive neural pathways of, I love my body. I feel good in my body, but my body is the size and shape that it is. Right. Like you kind of rewire your brain and you feel differently about your body, even if it's no different than it was an hour before, right. You somehow feel better in your own skin. Right. And we know, I mean, research shows that people who have more sense of self-worth and self-esteem take better care of their bodies. Mm -hmm. So often we think that, oh, if I take care of my body, then I'll have better self-worth and self-esteem. No, that comes first Mm -hmm. because you believe you're worth having a healthy, um, attractive body. Mm. And so that's why doing things like yoga and going to therapy to work on your Mm self-esteem, to clear out those traumas or those wounds that keep you feeling low and unworthy is so important for your sense of self and your beauty. Yeah. Well, and, and that brings up the point of what is your primary goal? Is your primary goal to look good or is it to be healthy? Mm. And I love to use that wording with not only my clients, but my own children, excuse me, where I talk about, you know, is that food going to be healthy for you? Mm -hmm. Is there any nutrition or, you know, let's go exercise so that we feel happier and we feel better and not how many calories did you burn? Right. How many calories are in that? Right. And, you know, just really emphasize health. And I think that the natural byproduct of healthy choices will be a healthy body that looks the best that it can. Mm. Totally agree with that. Absolutely. And that's why I was saying in the beginning, getting back to how I feel in my skin, what are the things I'm doing? How am I moving my body? What am I putting in my body? Not just physically as in food, but also what am I internalizing from Mm. my environment, social media? What am I putting inside of myself? Yeah. Well, and you and I know, even though you're quite a bit younger than me, let's say 10 years, Mm -hmm. um, you and I know that things were different when we were raised. Right. (laughs) And I have so much like, I don't know, compassion or Mm -hmm. concern for this generation because when you and I went to the beach in high school, maybe we would have like three photos at the end of it that we were comparing ourselves to our friends that we went with. Right. And we had to get the film developed. It took like two weeks right. to get Send it to Kodak in the mail and it comes back. We didn't have it on our phone. Exactly. We didn't have iPhones. Yeah. And I mean, these kids are like mm-hmm. constantly taking pictures, mm-hmm. you know, looking at how do I look, comparing themselves yeah. to the person. And it's so much more in the forefront. That is really harder, I think. Yes than it was because we didn't have to sit there and think, how am I going to look in photos? Right. It sets a whole precedent. Mm -hmm. It's like a whole nother person is on the trip. Yes. This other being. Yes. This entity of photos and like social media is in the back of your mind the whole time. Right. Who's going to post a picture and how's it going to look? And Well, I've seen it more, not even in the back of the mind, but it has been 
I would, and you've probably experienced too with your clients, but it's a topic we talk about freaking oh, yeah. out because they, I know they know they're going to have pictures taken and they're trying to figure out their swimsuits. And, and again, it's not that taking pictures. I mean, I think we talked about this last time as well. Uh-huh. I just did pictures for, to celebrate my 35th birthday Aww. and, um, did some beautiful, you know, professional photos that really meant a lot to me, which is different than taking them with an iPhone. Uh-huh. Nothing wrong with, with the iPhone, but it did have a different feel to it. Mm-hmm. Having a photographer and getting something done that was special versus, the phone being there all the time and at any moment, you know, let's get a selfie or get together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's more of a containment value mm-hmm. around kind of what I did versus having the phone always there. Yeah. And so it's always there and it's always sort of intruding upon. So I yes. encourage my clients to, you know, be kind of specific about when the photos are being done and then put the phone away. Ooh, I like that. And also being aware of how they felt like if they didn't want to have their whole body exposed, there's nothing wrong with having a cover up on or doing something that make you feel comfortable. So your true happiness can come forward rather than focusing on your angles or something that was going to bring them down and steal from their trip later on. Mm, Easier. Well, easier said than done. Yeah. I I mean, I want to have compassion around this generation of this is hard. Yeah, it really is. They're going to be teaching us a lot in a few years about how to overcome that. They really are. I mean, that is a challenge that is really, really hard. And I'm sure a lot of them would say, oh, I love this, but I don't mm. think they realize the freedom. Right. If they were forced to put their phones away, I think right. they'd be shocked at the freedom that they might feel of just mm-hmm. enjoying the experience. I actually, Instead of enjoying each other through the phone. Yes. Yes. Like this invisible audience that's always there of like the social media of mm-hmm. how's this going to look on social media? Mm-hmm. How am I going to look instead of just let's be in the moment. Let's not worry about right. who's going to post this where, and who's right. going to see it and how many people are going to like it. I feel, I feel, I guess I hate to use the word sorry, but I do sort of feel sorry for, for these kids for having to live with that. I agree. Same. And I mean, Gosh, I could really get on a rabbit trail with this, but I don't know if you've seen that show on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. Oh, yes, I have. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that that's a lot of what we're experiencing around this idea of we are the product. And so what we're looking at on our phone, it's sort of training us how to think, how to feel, how to. And so we have to be very, very careful. So a lot of this is being sort of ingrained in us. I'm sounding really kind of out there now, but whatever, it's a podcast. I can sound out there. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I hope everybody watches that. So it's I'm so such glad you mentioned it. a good documentary. I agree. And it really made me start to think and get more um, intentional about when I opened up my social media. Mm. Uh, because, you know, when we're opening these apps, the apps are taking our data down of when we're looking at things mm-hmm. and what we're looking at and for how long. Oh, so yeah. it's very intentional on these programmers end of what they're putting in front of us. Mm-hmm. So it's no wonder we're seeing more stress and anxiety and less in the moment living. I think we've really gotten away from that because of our phones. Right. Oh, I agree. And it's really fascinating and, you know, concerning to really think about how this is affecting people and they don't even know the difference. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, one piece of all this is I see so many teenagers as you do, who are really kind of trying to be, you know, into 
the multiple facets of who they are, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. their their personalities and their intelligence and talking to their families about politics. And they're more than just a pretty face. Mm-hmm. And but yet the, and they might be kind of like, hey, I don't want to be objectified, but yet they objectify themselves. Right. And I know when you and I talked before, you were saying it's kind of a two way street. There's fault on both sides because if we objectify ourselves, then the people we date are going to probably also objectify us a bit. Right. So being really grounded in who you are, Mm -hmm. we talked about that last time. And Mm -hmm. that was one of my points here of being really kind of no, let's focus on developing who you are. Mm. What are the things that set you apart? What are your unique talents and gifts and strengths? Yes. And even your idiosyncrasies. Like I snort when I laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if you can do it. That's okay. (laughs) But point, they might slip out and get me going. Um, But point being is like, who are you that defines your soul? And definitely like your your whole self. Yes. And your outward beauty is a part of your whole self, but it's not the main. Yes. Defining feature. Right. Exactly. And, but like you said, I think, yes, there is, there is fault on both sides. We have have to be wise, we have to be smart. Yeah. I think sometimes we're kind of hypocritical or inconsistent women because they're all feministic. Like I'm not an object, but then they're like, I've got to get myself, you know, all perfect and, and like focus on my appearance and hyper-focus on my appearance. And I love that you bring up the point. There's nothing wrong with valuing how you look and being thankful for the good parts and right. taking pride in your appearance. That's kind of a part of self-love. Absolutely. I just had an epiphany, a couple of epiphanies this week. And, you know, as therapists, we're always trying to figure out different ways to say the things that we love to mm-hmm. say and the messages. And it's like, we are in a relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so anytime you do self-care, you are showing yourself that you love yourself you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think about all that in relation to objectifying yourself, Mm -hmm. like we are so much more than how we look, Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with taking some pride in how we look, but that is just one small feature. Right. And, um, so, you know, maybe this is a good time to read this poem. Well, can I add to that? Yeah, yeah, please. And say that, I think that's a learned skill. Yeah. That's not natural. Yeah. I think that self-care, self-love and, my last point of what I teach my clients to do is self-affirmations. Mm-hmm. There's a lot about positive psychology right now. And it can mm-hmm. sound really, <laughs> actually my therapist was the one that was like, you need to write self-affirmations at the end of your journaling. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him like, really? That's the best you could give me at this <laughs> $125 session? Self-affirmations. You want me to write that? <laughs> I was being a little therapist snob. Um, but I mean, damn, if that did not work. I mean, it has really changed my inner critic from being an inner critic to when I'm having a moment of insecurity of, I hear a nurturing cheerleading, sometimes a good, like kind of kick in the hiney like voice, but it's not in a way that's demeaning. It's like, you can do this. Like, why are you letting this get you down? You are so worthy and you are Mm -hmm. smart and you've got a lot. So, but that came from writing self affirmations. Mm. it's a practice. It's a meditative practice. And we know that mm-hmm. meditation can change us on a cellular level. And I've wow. experienced that and I've had many clients experience that as well. Oh yeah. Um, but again, I'm always like, guys, sorry, this is going to sound like this is what you're paying for. Write down self-affirmations. It feels awkward. It doesn't feel natural. It's a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Nobody in my family of origin taught that if anything, they modeled the opposite. Mm. 
Um, and so it's been an unlearning. Wow. I love that word. Unlearning and relearning or new learning. Right. Right. Wow. That's so good. Um, boy, I had like about five thoughts all at once. But <laughs> I don't, I don't remember some of them. Um, but well, I'll read this, this poem. Okay. That, that poem I, is good. Yeah. Yeah. I have to write notes or I'll forget these moments of like inspiration. You just said well, we about, can always do like an add on if we need to. Yes. If, if people have questions, we can uh, do a follow up. Yeah. We could talk about this topic. We a could. lot. We There's totally a lot to could. this. So. Yes, I agree. Um, well, and I guess to preface this poem, and I'd love to know your thoughts about this too, is one of the things I tell people of any age, but certainly, you know, teenagers and young adults is notice, you know, how well does the person you're dating know you mm -hmm. and what questions do they ask you? Mm -hmm. Are they superficial? Are they based around your appearance? Are they based around being like just sexual or mm -hmm. just, you know, you're an object. You could be anyone. You know, right, I, right. I love to use the old movie, The Stepford Wives, as an example. Mm -hmm. Like, are you viewed as just an object? Are you viewed as a full person with the full range of your mind and your spirit and your all your personality and everything about sure. you? So this poem really reflects this really well. And it's by an old, very well-known author that had famous books when, when I was a kid. Um, F. Scott Fitzgerald is the mm -hmm. author. Yeah. And it says, beautiful, but not like those girls in the magazines. She was beautiful for the way she thought. She was beautiful for the sparkle in her eyes. When she talked about something she loved, she was beautiful for her ability to make other people smile, even if she was sad. She was beautiful deep down in her soul. And I just love that. Mm -hmm. And that's where I just really want people to get to the point where they view themselves that way. Mm -hmm. Like I am this huge whole person and not just defined by my appearance. And I'm going to date people that don't only look at me as an object. Right. Which can be adding to that aspect of blocking them from developing their higher sense of self and mm -hmm. their real connection with their inner beauty mm -hmm. that might be holding them back from a real full expression on their outer beauty. Right. And so, you know, thinking about those things that are getting in the way of you being in touch with that, your essence, your beautiful essence. Mm. And I think that poem really like captures that. I love the word essence. And there's a famous quote that I wish I'd looked up, but it basically says that people are beautiful when they're happy. Mm. Mm -hmm. And um, my husband um, got me to watch this really interesting hypnotist named Darren Brown. Oh, cool. And it's amazing because he, he shows a guy and you and I are going to do a dating podcast soon. Oh so yes, we are. <laughs> um, there's a guy who's recently been through a breakup. He's probably in his late twenties and you know, he's probably depressed mm -hmm. and low on his self-esteem. And he did those speed dating, ex mm. not experiments, but mm -hmm. like opportunities. Right, right. And they watched him and Darren Brown was kind of, you know, monitoring how he was and his body language was so mm -hmm. like flat and not sure of himself and not mm -hmm. happy and just a lack of self-esteem, you know, and they watched the way the women he talked to responded to him and they thought it was nice, but none of them were just really riveted or he wasn't in their top few interest options or whatever. And mm -hmm. so then Darren Brown worked with him about like did some hypnosis and 
worked with him on some of his, you know, self-talk and thoughts and affirmations. Yes, right. And it was amazing because, I mean, it was just, he probably worked with him for just a few hours. I'm not really sure the time okay. frame. Right. But he went back and did the same dating, speed dating thing. And these women were like, I loved him. He was in my top two. Wow. Didn't look any different. I don't think he really dressed any different. See, isn't that amazing? Sexy from within. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. It is. Yeah. You, and here's the thing. You don't need somebody else to make you feel beautiful or sexy. Mm-hmm. It's your relationship with yourself. Yes. That's what he did. And then it flows out of you. And that's, it attracts that. Exactly. I've had married women come to me before and, and oftentimes with their husband and they're self-deprecating. And when they're in a romantic situation, you know, or barely dressed, you know, they would be like, oh, I look terrible, you know, turn off the lights or whatever. And they're just really feeling bad about themselves. Yeah. And their husband is like, I think she's beautiful, right? but this is a turnoff, you know? Right. And so it's funny how someone that weighs 300 pounds could be like, I know I look great. I know you yep. want me. <laughs> And that's sexier than a supermodel Absolutely. who's self-deprecating. Absolutely. And again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Everybody has different preferences. Yes. And so when you can embrace your sexiness, your beauty, your how you feel, and you can really capitalize on that, you're going to draw in the kind of people that you actually probably want to be with. Yes. And so, if you love yourself, you project right, that out. Right. And you can't love other people well if you don't love yourself first. True. Because love is a gift. It's a giving, right? So you have to give to yourself so you can give out of that reservoir of self-love. That's true. And so it's, you know, it kind of just all goes back to the same idea. Yeah. It's all starts from within and, and mm -hmm. cultivating that relationship with yourself. Mm. I love that. And the self-respect mm -hmm. and the self-love mm -hmm. all kind of goes hand in hand. And this is a, a perfect kind of um, preparation for the dating podcast and episode. <laughs> That's going to be really fun. It is. I might need a bit for that. <laughs> I'll get some. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's true. Like, you know, really, if you respect yourself and you love yourself, that yeah. causes some kind of inner glow. It does. And just accepting like I'm comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. I mean, I love that you use the word in your own skin because that is one of my biggest missions is like, we can be more comfortable in our skin. If we can be honest with ourselves, yeah. accept ourselves, love the package of strengths and weaknesses mm -hmm. we have. And then we're just like, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good with mm -hmm. who I am. And I know I'm great. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I know I have a lot to offer yep. and you project that out. And when you can get to that point, you get really comfortable with being like, I'm not for everybody. Yeah, that's right. And that is an empowering place oh. to be. Oh. I'm not for everybody. That's okay. Because if we were for everybody, it would be, it's like that restaurant analogy we talked about. Like you can't go, a restaurant isn't any good if they're like trying to serve all the different kinds of food right. that is out there. Right. You, if you want good Italian, you go to a true Italian restaurant, right? Yes. And not everyone loves Italian. Yeah. I we have Italian. our specialties. Right. So like mm -hmm. being your flavor of, you know, sexy, I think that's, and that starts with that inner relationship, you know, what you're putting in your body food, images, um, self-respect, mm. all the things that we just covered. I mean, really oh. it starts there. I agree. So and people this... should go to therapy with us. I think we're pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. It can really help. We've you. got this all figured out. <laughs> no. Well, it really is a perfect segue into the dating 
yep. stuff that, that I am so excited to talk about. Me yeah. too. Because I think that it starts with that relationship with self to have a good dating relationship. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to be like, okay, it's not that I'm not good enough. It's that somebody that might be interested in me doesn't like tall blondes. Right. They like shorter brunettes. And of that course they mean, do. <laughs> of course that's better. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you know, that feels like a rejection, yeah. but it's really not. It's like, that's just yeah. not their, their, you know, the art that There's they that. prefer. Right. And right. there's someone out there looking for someone just like you. Right. Um, I think uh, one of my things, if I can, you know, get more into this business and never perfect is just like having t-shirts that say things like, you know, love the body you're in or, you know, someone out there is looking for someone just like you, you know, right. like sell affirmations on your, on your t-shirt, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but keep it in front of you. Yes. Right at the forefront of your mind. Yep. And that's one of the ways that I, I you know, I, I teach my clients and try to practice myself of battling when we have, we all we're human. We're going to have moments of insecurity, low self-esteem. We're going to get triggered, mm -hmm. but that's a great way to combat it is by just repeating those affirmations. Mm. And a lot of my clients will say to me, you know, Aaron, like I say this, but I don't, I don't believe it. Yeah. Guess what? You don't have to. Yes. If you can just practice it, that belief takes time to cultivate. Mm. And over time, what happens is you do start to believe it a little bit. And if mm -hmm. you can just believe it a little bit or like, you know, just a scope, yeah. you know, that will grow. It's like planting a seed that exactly. can slowly germinate. Exactly. Yeah. And you know that maybe this is a good last point that I have. And you may have a, another point that you're itching to say, because I have, of course, so many things I, I would love to say, mm -hmm. but trying to make these not too long, but you know, people do fixate on the aspects of themselves they don't like. Right. And when you really kind of start to look at what, like, I like to use this with clients when we talk about self-talk and the automatic thoughts and the tapes we play in our heads, yeah. what are we telling ourselves? I use that old classic cartoon analogy of a devil and an angel on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. And so the devil's going to tell you the negative things about yourself, let's say, and then the angel is going to tell you the positive. And with body image issues and body positivity, we listen to the devil and we ignore the angel. Kind of like we were saying, yeah. we hyper-focus on our negative qualities. Yeah. But if you could just kind of get to a point where you listen to both, like you don't have to be in denial and say, oh, I have no negative qualities. I'm perfect. Nobody's perfect. Right. But don't ignore your positive features. Like we have these strong points in every way, like mm -hmm. our beauty and you know, all these girls that I heard before spring break, which is what inspired me to be like, Aaron, I, I need you to come help me with this. Sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, they were just like, I hate my stomach. I hate my shoulders. I hate my butt, you know, but it's like, why aren't they saying, I love my eyes. I love my hair, mm -hmm. you know, love the parts that you have strong points and just accept the fact that we all are going to have a weak point, you know, yep. one of my girls yeah. hates her feet, you know, um, and, and actually one of my girls too will kind of say, mom, does my stomach look fat? And I loved hearing my younger daughter reflect some of my own philosophy back to me. It was kind of interesting mm. um, because my daughter that will sometimes say, oh, my stomach. And I'm like, honey, you've got, you've got organs in your stomach. 
Right. You've got so many organs and you just ate. So your stomach is full. Don't say that your stomach is big after you've eaten. Right. But I've had clients say that over the years too. And um, so I'm trying to kind of rewire her brain to say, your stomach is not supposed to be flat. Right. You know, but right. S- some girls have long, thin legs, but they hate their stomach. Mm. And other girls mm-hmm. are like, um, I love my stomach. I have a flat stomach, but I hate my legs. And it's like, you really just can't have it all. Like we come in all shapes and sizes. You and I've talked before. I love to use the car analogy mm-hmm. about like, you cannot say that a pickup truck does the same thing as a convertible, as a sports car, as a suburban, like Mm -hmm. we come in all shapes and sizes and we're all needed and we're all great in different ways. Um, so, and, and just to finish that loop of my younger daughter, you and I joked because my younger daughter told me I had a big butt (laughs) and I was thinking, okay, I think I need to discipline her for saying this. And I started (laughs) to go, that is rude. And she goes, mom, having a big butt is a good thing. And I was like, it is <laughs> not when we were, <laughs> not when we were growing no, up, not at all, not at all. No. And I was like, she, so she's going, this is a compliment. And, you know, and so I think I made a comment, um, cause I've gained some weight over COVID and, you know, I tend to like to eat. We've the joked, COVID-19. Yes. The <laughs> COVID-15. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was funny the other day. Cause I was like, I think I've gained weight and I made some comment about my rear end and mm-hmm. partly probably because she tells me I have a big one and <laughs> thanks. It, yeah. <laughs> it was so cute because her reassurance to me mirrored what I've told them. Mm-hmm. And she goes, mom, you can't make your hips, your bones any smaller than they are. Wow. I know. Wow. And she was like, she you're be a therapist. I know. <laughs> I was like, she's right. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. and, um, so I really think that you know, just emphasizing health and loving the body you're in. Um, Well, and I kind of, you know, to close it out here mm -hmm. too, what you were saying about, we can't have it all or can we, let's redefine what having it all is, Mm. you know, instead of it being like this, I idealized that our culture puts out there, maybe we can take the power back and say, having it all is it not being that and being Mm. who we are. Oh, I couldn't agree more. That's yeah. the only path forward with happiness. And yeah. happiness is the only thing that we can really have in this life if we choose. Right. Yeah. Like we think we can't have it all, but then it's like, if we redefine what it all is, right. we can have it all. Yes. Well, this mm. is really great. And um, uh, there's our dog. We got to end on a, on an imperfect note with uh, interference, but Thanks, imperfect. Bear. it's good. It's all good. It's all good. We got it all right here. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And thank you. Tune in. Let me know when you're free for the dating podcast. Bourbon and dating. Bourbon and dating. I'll be back. (laughs) 